Do you like feeling good? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Positive Thinking, the podcast created to uplift and encourage you while giving practical tools to keep Christ at the center of your life. Like a painter dips his paintbrush in vibrant colors to color a painting, you can come here to be reminded that you are redeemed, filling your world with a kaleidoscope of biblical principles. Here to bless you, welcome your host, an author, retired naval officer, CEO, and Christ follower, Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. All right, you guys, I'm super excited to pop on this evening really quick. This podcast is coming on because I had a stirring on the inside all today. I was at work, working just throughout the day as I was fellowshipping with God. I just had a stirring in my spirit. And as I began to read my word, even that much more when I came home, that stirring still didn't stop. So I knew it was just time for me to pop on, you know, not form or fashion. It's going to be a little bit different, but just to pop on and just to tell you what I was feeling in my spirit and what God is seeing concerning his people. How many of you know that God loves you on today? God loves you. He loves you so very much, more than you could ever know. He loves you. And the word of God says that he'd have it that no soul should perish. And tonight, if I had to title my topic, it would be to thirst after him. Let me say that again, to thirst after him. How many of you know the feeling that you get when you are thirsty. I'm saying when you are really thirsty, when you've been out in the sun, when you've been busy, you're hot, you're sweating, and you are just thirsty, downright thirsty. That feeling, if you could stop and think about it, is the very feeling we should have when we long after God, when we desire God. When we want to be with God, when we want to be in his presence, we have to thirst after him like the air we breathe. Go quickly to Psalms 42, 1 through 2. This will give you a vivid description of how we ought to thirst after God because he's a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a God that's never failed us. Look at his reputation. It is flawless. Who do you know that's never lied to you, that sticks by you closer than a brother, that would lay his life down for a friend? I don't know very many people who would do that. I don't have any family members who would lay their life down for me. I don't have anybody who would do the things that God has done for me. I don't know nobody that's stuck closer to me than a friend. Like he's close to me like a brother. He's never left or forsake me. I've never been alone in any situation I've been through in my life. God is always there, not because I'm saying it, but because that's what his word says. He says he'd never leave you or forsake you. He's right there. And I know you're saying, you know what? But prophet is, I don't, I don't um, feel like he's here. You know, I don't see him. It would be easier if I could feel and see him. And I'm telling you on today, blessed are those who believed on God and did not see him rather than those who had to see him. God is here and he's a living God. He is so around us. It's it's a shame. If we don't see how God is moving in this world, we I mean we ought to just just stop. 
stopping our tracks. He is doing something new. He's doing something fresh. He's pouring out his anointing like he's never done it before. It is different. He's a creative guy. He is working in the area of creativity in our lives. He's given us strategic plans. Only if you would pull nigh to him, he will pull nigh to you. Now in Psalms 42, one through two is the scripture that just really had me all just wrapped up today. I'm saying it had me tore up from the floor up. I was just uh, just resting in the peace of God, thinking about it. And every time I read it, I just want to cry because I can see myself inside of this scripture. And I told you, as you begin to get closer to God in, in this season, I want you to begin to picture the word in your mind. I want you to play it in your mind, not just words on the page. I want you to play it in your mind just like it's a cinematic. A cinematic is like a short movie, a short video in your mind. I want you to begin to see it because when you begin to see it and you uh, immerse yourself into the word of God, then it becomes a living word because what happens is all your senses are involved. Your mind, your, your will, your emotions, your soul, everything, your spirit is involved when you are immersing yourself in the word of God. And you're going to hear me say this over and over again on my podcast. When you immerse yourself in the word of God, it's a, it's very symbolic because you're putting your all into him. You're putting all your focus into him. He's the priority for that moment. You're not looking at your phone and then looking back at the word, you are really trying to see it in your mind. And when you begin to see it in your mind and begin to ask God questions, then and only then will you begin to see the answers in the scriptures. And it's not just going to be the answer. It's going to be a revelatory knowledge that you'll begin to get. You'll move from information to revelation. And how many of you want to move from information to revelation? I know that I do. Every time I read the word of God, I ask God, give me a revelation, God. I need a revelation because if I can get a true revelation of that thing, if I can get a true, come on now, a true revelation of that thing, that thing is going to stick and come to fruition in my life. It's going to stick and come to fruition in my life. Now, Psalms, Psalms 42 and 6 is what I'm going to be, well, 42, 1 through 2 is what I'm going to be reading. This is how it reads. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Let me read that again. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? See, I look at this and this is David. His soul is thirsting after God. He's longing for God. This is how we ought to desire God. We have to long for him. He has to be our all in all. We have to stop trying to fill the voids in our lives with people, places, and things. Yeah, I said it. I said it just like that. We need to stop trying to fill the voids in our lives with people, places, and things. How many of you know when the great fall happened, it created a void because there's a separation that we have from God. We always long to get back to that place that we were once with him. And that void that's there is designed for God to sit on the throne of your heart. When he's sitting on the throne of your heart, if stuff isn't sitting on your throne of your heart, when I say stuff, people, places, and things, all these things that's going to fail us, all these things that we find temporary satisfaction in, when those things are on the throne of our hearts, guess what? 
we find ourselves on a hamster wheel. You say, prophetess, what's the hamster wheel? The hamster wheel is you keep having to refill and refill and refill and refill with all these various things. You buy a car here, and now you need a new car. Now you want a motorcycle. Now you want a new house. Now you want to go on vacation. Now you got to go go do this. And I got to get a degree now because such and such get a degree. I got to get a new title because such and such got a title. You doing all these things. And then you wonder why you're still not satisfied. You're not satisfied because you're putting all those objects on the throne of your heart instead of having God be on the throne of your heart. See, and this is important because what will happen is how you're supposed to be thirsting after God. You'll keep buying all these random things, doing all this random stuff, wasting time while the enemy is stealing from you. Yeah, I said it's stealing from you, delaying you, sabotaging you keeping you from getting to destiny as you on this hamster wheel longing for stuff. This all is going to do is be a void. It's a temporary satisfaction. That's what it is. You're going to be satisfied temporarily. Your emotions be high for just a moment. And then guess what? You back on the hamster wheel. I don't want that for you on today. And you say, well, how can you say something like that? Because that's the truth. That's the truth. I know that I'm right because let's look at the woman who was at the well. Think about the woman who was at the well. She was desperately, and I can't say that enough, she was desperately trying to fill the void in her life. Her soul was thirsty, but not satisfied. Her soul was thirsty, but it wasn't satisfied. She had five husbands. She was on her sixth man. She was desperately trying to fill a void in her life. Who has five husbands and you now on your sixth man? That's somebody's soul. That's thirsty. That's someone's soul that's thirsty, but it's not satisfied. So it, it has a it gets a temporary satisfaction. Temporary satisfaction. You know how we do. Whether you, some people do it in all types. Some people shop for a temporary emotional high. Some people uh eat for a temporary emotional high. Some people sleep around. For a temporary emotional high. Some people overachieve for a temporary emotional high. Some people constantly work themselves to death at the gym. And I'm not against going to the gym. Going to the gym is great. But some people do things and they can't do it in moderation because they don't have the balance of having God to fill those voids in their lives. They're filling the voids for themselves with stuff. And this is what the word of God says in John 4, 1 through 23. This is when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. She says, sir, give me this water because he asked her, "Do you, I got a water that you can, you can drink that will cause you to thirst no more. She says, sir, give me this water. Think about that. I want you to, to ask God, give me this water, remove this void, God, or, or pour into this void, your love, your, your word. And, and, and when we ask God to do these things, understand love is an action word. You're going to be required to do something. You're going to be required to do something. You can't just expect the Holy Spirit to do all the work. We have to do our part. You have to say, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way today. I'm feeling yucky and I feel myself running to things that, that aren't going to give me anything. It's just going to be a, 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 a temporary fix and then I'm going to be back on this again. So let me pick up my word. We have to become mature in Christ mature in Christ. We got to stop being and drinking on, on the milk. We got to start having the meat. 
Paul said we got to put away the basic things. We keep having to go over the basic stuff over and over and over. We can't never get to the good stuff. We can't never get to the meat of God. You wonder why you can't get blessed and get that ultimate blessing and why you walking in mediocre. It's because it's time out for that. We have to begin to police ourselves. We have to recognize that we are the children of the most high God, the most high God. There's no other God like him. The most high God. He's a living, breathing God. The most high God. You're a child of the king. What does that mean to be a child of the, of the king? You're of royal priesthood. You're, a, you're somebody on today. You're not a nobody. God didn't make a mistake on you. I don't know who told you that. God did not make a mistake when he made you. He made you, stood back and said, it is good. It is good. So don't let nobody tell you that you useless. Don't let nobody make you feel ashamed, guilty. He said, there's no condemnation to those that seek after Christ Jesus. Once you've given your life to Christ, you're a new creature. It's time for you to begin to know know your new language and step inside of your new culture, which is the culture of Christ. See, we have to recognize these things. You in the world, but you're not of the world. You are not of the world. You are in it, but not of it. God has something new for you. You have to quit. See, it's time out for us putting on the old man. Every time things get difficult, we go put on the old man. Instead of policing ourselves and picking up the word of God, we have to pick up the word of God in this season, in this hour. Look around you. The kingdom of God is at hand. Look around you. Look around you. Things are not like they used to be. They're not like they used to be because Christ's return is yet at hand. It is close at hand. We don't have time to be pulling the grace card. And I know the word of God says we're sin abound, grace abounds more, but that doesn't give us a license to act a clown. That doesn't give us a license to go out here and do what we want to do and take uh, grace haphazardly. We have to really understand that this is the hour that we ought to be pulling close to God. He said, if we draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to us. We have to pull close to God. See, John 4, 23 to 24, this is what it reads. It says, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers, come on now, the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. For the father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Come on now. Come on now. This is the hour at hand where the true worshipers will begin to worship God. Right now, the true worshipers are worshiping God. He's separating the tares from the wheat. This stuff that's happening around us is not by happenstance. This just didn't happen. Life don't just happen. All divinely calculated out. You have to stop and see that the Lord's return is at hand. This is a time where we must consecrate ourselves. We must pull closer to God. We must understand we're dealing with the Holy God. Not that anything has changed, but time, this is of the essence. This is of the essence. Come on now. We ought to be having this kind of spiritual thirst for Him, like the deer that panteth by the water our souls thirst after him. God wants to fill us on today. He wants to fill us with the word that's going to cause us 
to thirst no more. How many of you know that even in your famine, even in your drought season, God has the ability to allow living water to flow down your dry riverbed. God wants to bless you on today. Come on, you got to know your God. At his right hand are many pleasures. God desires and delights in blessing his people. He wants to do that, but we must long after him. We must pull close to him. The more we pull close to him, the more we begin to understand who he is and what he desires to do for us in this hour. We have a destiny, people of God. We have a destiny and we have to be there at an appointed place on time. It's time out for willy-nilly and it taking uh, detours and all this other stuff. It says the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants nothing more than to delay you. When he delays you, he's stealing time from you. He's stealing time from you so that you don't get to destiny on time. See, he knows all that God has for you. All he has to do is keep pulling up his trickery to delay you and you keep falling for it. Stop. It's time out for that. It's time to pull close to God. It's time to thirst after him. He loves you. He wants to meet with you. He wants to commune with you. He wants to show you the mysteries of the word of God. He says a man like wisdom, let him ask. You want more wisdom. You want more knowledge on how to run your business. You want a creative idea. You want a strategic and a divine intersection in your life and a strategy. Come on, pull close to God. He's a creative God. Spoke the whole earth into existence. Spoke the whole earth into existence. Through the sun, the moon, and the stars in the sky, they ain't fell out since. Of God you serve, who tells the ocean not to overwhelm us. That's the kind of God you serve. At his command, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. He created everything for him, by him. God is awesome. He's the one true and living God. The lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon, the lion of Judah. Come on now. The burning bush needed no help from man. Burning, it was self-sustaining enough that it didn't even consume itself. This is the kind of God that we serve. He's an awesome and a wonderful God. I came on tonight to tell you that you ought to thirst after him. Thirst after him. Not after things. Thirst after him and see when he bless you. See once you get that creative idea you've been trying to, to, to get you know, stirred up. You've been reading self-help books, asking people's opinion, listening to master's class. Come on, time out for that. Take the real master's class. You can sit with the master. You can sit with the master teacher free of charge. You can take a whole entire master's course by opening up your Bible and God will deliver you an idea that no man can take, copy, none of that. He says he will open doors that no man can shed. He will open the door for you. Come on now. He All it takes for God to blow your way. Blow your way one time and, and things will begin to happen for you. That is the kind of God we serve. We ought to thirst after him. Now I want you to, this week, do things different. I want you to look at your schedule and see if you haphazardly schedule God out of your schedule. And if you have, ask for forgiveness and schedule him back in. And I'm going to help you on today and give you an outline of a good way to start. 
When you get up in the morning, your alarm go off. Don't look at your Facebook. Don't look at your Instagram. Don't check your emails. Yeah, I know you building a million dollar empire. You building a business, but I'm saying it's time out for that. I want you to stop for a minute and put God first before you pick up your phone. I just want you to say, thank you, God. It's with gratitude that I come to you today, God. I thank you. I thank you for my ups, for my downs, for my trials, my tribulations, because I know you're still reigning supreme. And that you know the plans that you have for me. It's not to hurt me, but it's to prosper me and give me a hope in the future. God, I trust you. I trust you, God. Show me how to see things the way you see them, God. Oh, God, through prayer and supplication, pull me up to the high place, God, so I can have the, the best vantage point in this hour. So that I might, might seek after you. David said, thy word have I hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against you. God, help us on today. Help us. Get up in the morning and show God gratitude by way of your mouth. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And then reaffirm the promises of God over your life, over your family's life, over your children's life, over your, over your wife, over your husband. Now, I don't know who you with over your job reaffirm the promises of God, speak them into existence. Remind yourself all that God has done. Remind yourself that God has a flawless reputation. Remind yourself of the God that you serve. Then don your armor, your helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the shoes of witness and peace, your belt of truth. Put your armor on because you wrestle not against flesh and blood. This ain't flesh and blood you dealing with with rulers and wicked things in high places that try to exalt themselves above the one true and living God. And you're going to need your armor. Paul said that thinking not strange when these fiery darts come your way, fiery darts will come your way. But the word of God says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's not going to prosper. But don't be acting like you're surprised when stuff happens. Stuff is happening for everybody in this hour. That's why I'm saying you got to thirst after God. You got to pull close to him. He's not going to let anything overtake you. He's not going to let anything devour you. He's not going to let this situation overcome you. His seeds never go begging for bread. Look at the children of Israel. Travel 40, 40, 40 years in the desert. Clothes never ran out. They didn't have to go to Ross and buy new clothes. They didn't have to go to, to TJ Maxx and find new shoes. He kept everything intact. That's the kind of God you serve. He knows what you stand in need of. Did he not clothe the lilies of the valleys? He feeds the birds in the air. Gave us a reaping and sowing system. He didn't even give the birds in the air. That's how much he loves you. He's already planned for your rainy day. Hello. God, I love you. I love you, God. And I pray that as I come off this podcast today and you begin to start your mornings out with gratitude and reaffirm the promises of God over your life and putting on your whole armor, that you will be able to step out there and you won't miss your divine appointments, that you'll be more conscious to speak a word of encouragement to people because you might be the only Bible that they ever see. And how does your Bible read? How does your Bible read? If I saw you today and you didn't even know it was me, how would your Bible read to me? Would you have an attitude? Would you be helpful? Would you, would you reflect the love of God? Would you walk past that homeless person knowing you got a dollar that you can't and you don't give it to them? How does your Bible really read? Or are you doing stuff just to get attention? Or are you really doing it unto God? These are the questions we must ask ourselves. 
because it is a shame for us to read the word of God. And it says when we look into the word that we ought to be looking to it like a mirror. But if you act like you don't remember, it's like a man who forgot himself. Come on now. You looking in the mirror and you don't know who you is. Oh, I don't think so. On today, let's do better because we know better. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much. And I'm telling you, his return is at hand. It's time for us to thirst after God by reading his word, reaffirming it in our lives. And I'm closing. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you. I thank you for your awesomeness. I thank you for your glory, God. I thank you for the bright future that you have for each and every one of your children, God. Everybody under the sound of my voice, God, allow your Holy Spirit to meet them, God, even now. God, we roll out the red carpet for you, Holy Spirit. We say have your way in our lives. Lord, give them creative idea, witty inventions, God, uh, strategic ideas that they might be able to, to open up new uh, avenues and streams of income, God. Uh, just begin to do a new work in their lives, God. Allow them to recognize it and to perceive it and not to miss it in this hour, God. I speak good health and wholeness over your people, God. But most of all, I decree and declare that they will begin to pull closer to you, God, in this hour. And they would understand that you are a loving God and that you desire to be in relationship with them. And that they would understand that you're a holy God and they would consecrate themselves, God, even now. And we ask all these things in your darling son, Jesus name. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you joined us on today's episode of Positive Thinking with Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. We know you are blessed today and we'd love to hear about it. Connect with us on social media at Positive Thinking Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Mrs. Colorful Day and our message at Positive Thinking, go to MrsColorfulDay.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, you are blessed. Now go color your world.